Welcome to K-Talk. And today our topic is going to be about, of course, kissing, but in regards to sex and just kissing in general. Like, how do you really feel about this? Like, this is a conversation that I have often with my friends who are in relationships and who aren't because they think that I'm a little bit of a caveman on this subject. So let's talk about it. Let's dive So one topic that I feel very strongly about is this whole idea about kissing. So, you know, PDA is a thing, but I guess, like, (laughs) coronavirus killed that. Uh, COVID definitely killed, like, physical touch, physical interaction, all that other stuff. I was never about that life, so (laughs) I can't relate. So, but the thing that I actually want to discuss is, like, like, I think that maybe I'm just a bit strange. So I don't believe in like kissing or, you know, getting really deep with somebody who I'm not really connected to on that level. Like I'm totally fine with having sex. Sure. Um, But when it comes to like kissing and I don't know, it's not really my thing because I feel like that should be reserved more for a relationship. I don't know. Am I conservative? I don't know. But, like, I just feel like that's, that's like, that's, like, relationship level. So, you know, like, you have the basic package. If you want to kiss, you need to go pack. Wow. I definitely sound like I'm selling the puss. But this is my, uh, my version of it. I, you know, I have other friends who feel completely differently than I do. They feel like if you can't kiss the person, then why would you have sex with them? But my whole thing about kissing is I feel like it's a very deep and intimate thing. And so I'll give you a primary example of that happened to me on more than one occasion. So I used to see this guy who I really liked. He was actually somewhat of a celebrity, somewhat, somewhat. Um, and I really liked him. We had a great, great time. We had a super good connection. Um, but I just couldn't really, like, I just couldn't, like, like him in more like, in not a superficial way. So I only liked him on a superficial value of that he looked really good. Um, He was, like, super attractive. And, like, I don't know, there was just something about him. Like, energetically, he was, like, super cool. Um, You know, like, we just had, we just, it just, uh, it felt like from the first time that we met each other, like, we've known each other forever. Like, we just had that. But, again, that's a superficial thing because, for me, it was purely sexual. But I think that other people do relationships in the reverse way of which I do them. So, like, you know, we had a great time. Like, I used to go to his house. We used to have sex. It was great. I would leave. Um, you know, we would talk casually. Like, it was just, it was, it, it was what it was. And I think for me personally, like, I just kind of have, like, my guard up with stuff like this because... Um, not because he was attractive, but just because of, like, the lifestyle in which he led. I'm, like, I'm pretty sure that I'm, like, girl number seven or six. Maybe I might be one one day, but maybe I won't be. And I was totally fine with that. Like, I wasn't going to give my heart to someone who I felt like at any given moment could just decide that he's interested in, I don't know, like, Dream Doll or, like, you know, like, one of those other type of bitches. Um, which I was fine with. Like, I don't have an issue with that like you know what I'm saying but anyways so we just like we we were just talking on and off but I noticed that over like some time like I kind of separated myself from him completely like there was a time when I just wouldn't answer any messages that he sent me I just wasn't interested like that just wasn't 
my thing. Like, you know, I'm out there shooting dice with my girls. Leave your phone on. Maybe mine will be dead. No, I'm just kidding. I just love that meme so much. But it just became like a thing for me where I just wasn't really interested in getting attached. But I think that was my way of, I was really starting to like him. And I just knew like in my, like deep down in my conscience, like we're just not going anywhere. We're only going to be here for like a short period of time and that's it. Because it's just sex, right? Like the sex is really good. Like that's really all that I could think of when I thought about him. I didn't think about having children with him. I didn't think about getting married. But I will preface it and say that I don't think about that with anybody that I've dated. Um not one person because I seem to always find flaws in them. I know, I know, which is like a mirror because it's really me. Um, and there were just other things with his life that I just couldn't really, I couldn't really mix with. Like I tried to discount myself out of it because he did a lot of things that I don't think were appropriate. Like he did drugs. Um, he drank a lot of alcohol. Like it was like, it was just, it was a lot. Like it was just a lot. And I don't come from that background as much as I like to say that I'm professional, I do have a little hood in me. I do get all of that. I've been with other people who have been in that. I've dated drug dealers. Like, y'all don't know, okay? Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know. But I've sort of been there. So it's not like it was my first time at the rodeo. It was just that I just don't feel like I want this big of a project at this stage in my life. If I was 25, I probably would have definitely been on that train. But at 29 or 28... That's just not what I'm about anymore. Like, I just can't do that because I just want some stability. And for people like myself who come from backgrounds like myself, stability is very important, like, in anything, in any relationship, even with, like, oddly enough, it doesn't really matter when it comes to sex about being stable. But when it comes to me fostering a relationship with you and being able to trust you, I need to know that there is some level of stability Obviously, when you have a certain lifestyle such as that, there is no level of stability. There is none. Today we're good, tomorrow we're bad, then we're just going back and forth, back and forth. And for me, I don't go back and forth, back and forth if I'm not your girlfriend. It is not my responsibility to take care of you in that element, and you need to fix that within yourself. Which is also not a girlfriend type of mentality, because if you're seeing somebody, you really do want the best for them. And I do want the best for him. As long as it meant that I didn't have to do any work. If I don't have to do any work, I will definitely want the best for him and I will definitely see how things go. But I personally, I just don't want any work. And I've been called out on this numerous times by many of my friends. One of my friends who actually really liked him, you know, aside from the other things that he was doing, but he was a really good like person and he was a great partner and she knew him and all this other stuff. But for me personally, I just wasn't, I just wasn't, I just wasn't into this. Like, I'm not, I'm just not... Like, I'm not into this. And this isn't because I'm not damaged. I'm definitely damaged, which is why I think my patience is so, like, limited for this kind of thing. And it got to a place with me, with him, where if we weren't having sex, I just wasn't interested in talking. And that made him upset for numerous reasons, because it's not, like, a normal thing to do, right? Like, you know, sex is sex. But I still should be able to have a conversation with you. I still should be able to check in on you. But I think for me, it was about guarding my own personal feelings. Like, I don't really want to be in the mix with you and your other girlfriends. I don't really want to be in the mix with, like, everything else that's happening because I don't want to get myself upset. Because for the last, I'm going to say, um, probably, like, four years since my last real relationship ended, I really haven't given anybody else the chance to take a piece of myself. I've given myself sexually. I just haven't given myself... Um, intellectually, or I haven't given my energy to somebody in that capacity. 
So like you can have me, but you can only have a part of me. Like you can't open up, you can't go behind door number two. I mean, T.D. Jakes has this really great analogy that I love to use, which is like a house, except he uses God, but essentially it's the same thing. So there's like a house and you only allow somebody to go into the main entrance of the house, but they can't go into the kitchen they can't go into the living room. They can't go upstairs or to the basement or anywhere. They could just come into the main room. And I like to think of my relationships. Yes, I have psychoanalyzed myself, but I like to think of my relationships in that capacity where I have a main entrance. And my main entrance is just me having sex with you, not talking to you, you leaving me alone, and then me coming back when I feel like it, which is not very mature. And again, that is a very unstable way of being, but that is my way. And I'm not saying it's right, because God knows it's caused me more hell than anything else in being that way, and it's something that I tried to change. But it's just, it's just, it's a vibe, right? Like, it's something that takes a lot of time. It's not a skill that I can change overnight. It's definitely something that I am personally working on to be better at. This whole podcast situation is totally making me miss this dude. Like, I don't even know why I'm talking about this. But I have definitely had this experience with a couple other guys that I have dated who found me to be like a caveman, a little bit archaic in how we do things. I mean, the most offensive thing that I've had a guy say about me, especially with this kissing thing, because I totally rejected his forward during sex. I just kind of like turned my face away, like, please don't do that, Um, was that he called me an ice princess and he told me that sleeping with me is like sleeping with ice, which was not great. Like, it was super offensive. It was super rude. But um, this is actually a couple years ago. So this is like 2017 around that time. Um, And that was also another guy that I had trouble, um, you know, dealing with because I had moved back from Japan at the time. And personally speaking, I was really trying to reconnect my love life. So when I came back home, my whole goal was working on my career and I would date again because for like two years at that time, I I hadn't dated anybody. Um, Well, that's not true. I was kind of seeing my ex. But anyways, but technically I hadn't really dated anybody Um, I was just away. Like I decided to move away and I decided to start over and just kind of like figure out my life and pick things up after a very bad relationship, which I will definitely talk about in a few other podcasts, but not this one. Um, and that was the first time that I really noticed that he did that. Like I didn't really notice that I wasn't affectionate. I I didn't notice that I, I didn't really do the whole kissing scene until I had dated this guy in 2017. Not really dating, we were more like sleeping together. Um, I dated this guy in 2017 and he was like just crazy into me and we had like such a good time and I was kind of like forcing a relationship. But the thing was, I was forcing this relationship. I just didn't want to give anything. So I wanted a title. Like I wanted him to say, you're my girlfriend. This is what's happening. I just didn't want to act the part. Like if that makes sense. So in a way I was being entitled and privileged. Like, I am me, so this is why you should do this, but I'm not going to give you exactly what a girlfriend should do, which is ridiculous. Saying it out loud makes me sound really stupid, but that's how my brain operates, right? Like, I don't know if it's my brain or my parts. It's probably how my parts operate, not my brain. Um, But it was like, that's kind of like the situation, right? Like, there was no, 
that, that was my thinking. Like, you should just make me a girlfriend. And why won't you do this? You won't make me a girlfriend, so I'm going to make you suffer. So I'm part of me making him suffer, which I'm actually really great at. <laughs> if suffering and torturing men was an actual sport, I would actually have trophies from that. I would win. Okay? I would win. Anyways, <laughs> all jokingness aside... <laughs> But we were, you know, we were super cool. And yeah, that goat is a, a sound because I was going to go right there. But anyways, um, you know, he said some things to me that were not cool that I kind of like learned about myself that I didn't really think about. I learned basically about myself that I'm super hypersexual as a female and I'm very aggressive. And those are traits that I really needed to work on. Now, this is not him finding fault. This is just his response to my behavior, which my behavior was absolutely ridiculous. Let me just preface this and say this. Because truthfully, I behaved like a complete and utter twat. Like, seriously. And I think mainly, and this is my thing, maybe it's an excuse, but I was out of the dating scene for a long time. Um, I had pretty much the same partners for a while that's going to stun many people, but I did. I'm actually pretty loyal when I need to be, when I feel like I'm being heard or respected by my partner. Um, I, I, I can be monogamous. I think most people know me as like polyamorous or whatever, um, but I am not. I can be anonymous when I need to be. Um, I just need somebody who's like straight with me. Like if you're not straight with me, then you're gonna have a problem with me. And I'm also a lazy lover in the sense that when I really like somebody, I really want it to work. And I may not do any work, but I may not leave you either. Like, does that make sense? I'm that person. Especially if the sex is really good. Like, I will put aside my arguments with you just because I'm that bitch. Like, <laughs> I'm that bitch. Like, I will, I will take away some of your privileges. You know, the privileges that I feel like that you don't, you no longer deserve. Like, you don't deserve to eat cookies in my kitchen anymore. But I will definitely keep you on the payroll. Yeah, so that's it for the sexual innuendos. But the point that I'm trying to make is that during that time, like, is when I really realized that I didn't do that, right? Like, I think kissing for, like, a lot of people is, like, a huge deal. Like, they like to kiss. They like to do this. And I don't know what my problem is with this. I, like, I, I really, for myself personally, I've always reserved that for the most more relationship role. So if I actually have my boyfriend, I actually feel like I should do this. Like, that's how it is. Like, I mean, I like to have sex, but I like to have a certain kind of sex. Like, I like to be touched in a certain way or in a certain place. I like to do it in a certain position. Like, I have ways of doing things. But I also realized in this whole kissing conundrum issue that I have... I also realized that I did not like to be on top. And the reason that I don't like to be on top, like this is a really interesting story, um, fact, it's actually more about vanity, which obviously, if you want to be psychological, means that I'm never really tapped into having sex anyways, because it's definitely a psychological issue. And let me tell you what it is. So for me, I don't like to be on top because I don't feel like from the male's perspective, I look great when he's looking up at me. So I prefer that if I am laying down or doing it from the back, I prefer that position because being on top, and I know people think it's comical. Like, I swear, like, I have people laugh at me when I say this. But I feel like, for me, I just don't look good in that position. It's not, like, a good position for me. So I prefer if he's on top. I'm also not good at writing, so that's also... It's like, it's like a double, double, 
ed headed edged it's whatever sword blah 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 fill in the blank it's that kind of a sword um because it's not my position of choice it's not something that i specialize in it's not something that i'm good at but in my previous relationship or my most recent one i did have to do it and if i do say so myself as i dust off my shoulders i was pretty good i threw some bomb ass back writing like i was really surprised like, I, you know, I told the guy that I couldn't do it. And he was like, no, you have to try. And I'm like, uh, no, like, no, no. Because as y'all know, I'm an Aries, okay? So Aries are do or die. We are impulsive. We are the best at what we do. And if we can't be the best, we're not doing it. That's sort of like the attitude of an Aries. Because I'm a leader and I'm a boss, there's no way that I'm going to get on top and not be good at it. But sis did it. I watched this YouTube video about how women did this because I'm like I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do straight up the bet like the gate like that's it like it's over and I actually knocked his actual socks off like literally 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 but I mean you know it was a good time for him like trust me sis okay I definitely moved up on the speed dial that day when I put it down when I put it down okay I moved up in speed dial but that's really not the point. <laughs> because you can move up in some guy's speed dial that doesn't necessarily mean that he thinks you're wifey material. These days, he just thinks that you're a hoe. H-E-A-U-X. Not even a H-O-E. An H-E-A-U-X. Because, you know, you're an extra special kind of hoe. Um, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Like, let's just be real. Like, you could ride a guy to the moon and back. And, like, that doesn't make him think of you as girlfriend material I think it's a little thing such as like the kissing and the level of affection that men really want I mean I could be wrong but according to like psychology and these damn statistics that kill me every day that I need to research this shit it just seems like that's what men really want men really want at the end of the day sure you should be a bad bitch but they also expect the sandwich they also expect some level of affection. They also expect some level of needing, which I'm not good at. I am not a needer. I, ca I can't need you. Uh, like I said, like I'm a powerhouse in all aspects of my life. Like I remember, you know, this guy that I was talking to when I went over to his house one day. And he's just asking me questions. It's been a long day, okay? Sis was working for over 16 hours. It's a long fucking day. And he's just back to back with the questions. What do you want to eat? Where do you want to go? Do you want to do this? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, like he has like 1,001 questions. And I'm like, I don't have anything else to give. I said to him, legit, like, can you just make a decision? I make decisions all day, every day in my life. I am giving you the permission to make the decision. And he did. Because I just, I can't. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like women who have a lot to do, women who are superly busy, Okay. We just sometimes need for a man to make a decision. Don't ask me any more questions. You just decide. And hopefully your decision is the right one to which I will agree with and not be mad at the end of the day. <laughs> like, really? Like, it sounds like some boss shit, but it's real. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you have a long day, even if you are a man, okay, it's the same thing. You have a long day. At the end of your long day, do you really want somebody coming at you with questions? Like, do you really want somebody asking you 1,001 questions? No. Okay, you want to be in peace. You want to be in peace. You want to be relaxed. You don't want nobody to bother you. And I've noticed this, right? Because I think, like, 
I'm definitely going to say that I am a moody person, especially when it comes to sex. I have times when I could perform really well, and then I have times when I won't. I have, I'm not saying that it hasn't happened, but I have definitely kissed people during sex that I didn't really, like, I don't know, maybe I just was so filled with euphoria at the time, like, all that oxytocin being released and the serotonin, like, I don't know, maybe all that cushy, cushy goodness was, like, getting to me, and I've done it, and I felt very connected to the person that I was having sex with, and that changed the whole dynamic of my relationship because I try to, the way that I, I think of like sex and relationships is like, I can have sex, but then I also put my key, like I take my heart out and I put it in like a locker box and I lock it. Like, and then when the sex is over, I take that key, unlock the box, put my heart back in and I walk out the door. Like I don't, I don't, I'm just not that type of person, but you know, truthfully men do need that. That's what they want. That's what they need. Um, it's, it's, it's not really, it's not a default. Well, sorry, pardon me. It is a default for all men. It's a default. It's a biological effect. That's how they are. They're, they're set up in a certain way with certain mechanisms that they need to do certain things. And, you know, as a female, it's either you're going to play ball or even as a male, female slash male, it's either you're going to play ball or you're not going to play ball you have a choice. And kissing to me is a very intimate thing that I feel like for me to get there, we have to be on a certain level. I am not on that level with many men because like I said, it's it's of a superficial thing. Like even my little casual relationship that I have with my little friend over there and my other guy friend that I, he wasn't a friend, but he was like a person that I was like somewhat having sex with. And the sex was actually really good with him. It wasn't, it was okay. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to remember. I just feel like after you call me an ice princess, I feel like I should give these guys numbers. Like, because I don't want to use names or anything, I think you should give them a number, like, like number 97, number 89. Oh my God, does that mean I have 97 people? Oh, okay. We're not going to be telling on myself, but my goal is, is that I'm going to get some other people to chime in, hopefully, on this topic. Because I want to know, like, is kissing a natural thing during sex, or is it just me? Or do you only kiss the person in which that you are you are intimately connected to, not somebody that you would have a one-night stand. A one-night stand's a thing during COVID. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure if they are or they aren't. That would be an interesting question. I want to say thank you so much that you guys have been tuning into this podcast. I'm going to continue to deliver stuff from K-Talk. I'm hoping that you guys are enjoying these conversations. I'm totally in for you guys to reach out if you have anything that you want to add or say. Uh, yeah, thank you for listening to K Talk and thank you for listening about this whole kissing, fishing, dissing, missing business. Um, and I can't wait to see you guys next time for more K Talk with me.